it once. There it is. Can't even enjoy that. <laughs> uh. You suck four at once in. Hi, welcome back to the Hell of Calgary podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Papa D. Saw, along with my co-host, Easy Evan, and Infectious, all here to talk about traveling and vacations mm-hmm. and everything in that vein. Uh, we are still waiting for our village pizza to arrive. We're sitting in there around, what, 40 minutes? 40 minutes away? It says 40. It takes much uh, less time than they often quote, but... Yeah. Uh, but while we're waiting, we have a lovely drink here. Explain. We'll, we'll get into it right now, and then we'll talk about it later. But we are imbibing in what's called a Tinto de Verano. Mm. Now, if you, I mean, dear listeners, you'll remember on the um, St. Patrick's Day episode for um, Talk on the Rocks, yes. Infectious had brought a Calamoxto, which was red wine and Coca-Cola. Which I thought was like just and lime. And lime. was there lime in it? Doesn't yeah. matter. It was garbage. Um, horror movie. <laughs> hated it. Just absolutely hated it. And I was like, "There's no way this is actually drunk in Spain. That's dumb." Probably called infectious a few names. I apologize if I did. <laughs> no need. My very first day in Barcelona, like we're talking like hours in, maybe two hours into Barcelona. <laughs> my wife and I are sitting at a. Uh, I'll explain Barcelona later. Um, I'm doubling down. You have to. Um, We're sitting at this uh, little, um, like a wine restaurant, basically, which is another bad thing. It was actually a wine restaurant. We're having a nice uh, meal of some jamón ibérico. Oh, some manchego cheese. Just fantastic. We have a bottle of wine ourselves, a nice, probably Tempranillo. And I look over at this table. And there's a glass of wine and some guy with a can of Coke. <laughs> and I took a picture. I sent it right to you two. Yeah. None of you none of you responded, by the way. Um, <laughs> did I not? No. I thought I did. No, not at all. I had to pass you later. But I had my phone oh. turned off. I, uh, you weren't even in Japan then. <laughs> I must have been. You were just in Calgary. Okay, I must anyway, have my phone. You, I thought I replied immediately. No, you did not. I had to text you like a month later. Um, what? Anyway, um, we... Uh, I knew exactly what it was, and I was like, oh, my God. I guess this is actually a legit thing. A Calamoxto. He's stretching Coke it, man. Just stretching and it. red wine, which, as you'll recall, dear listener, because I know you listen to all these podcasts, I hated and did not respect. I replied to you. Eventually. No. Check the dates. Day of. I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. There was Wi-Fi in Port Florida? No, so I, I did you get didn't in, get those? No, I didn't get those two. Damn. So all I thought I, you were responding to what I said about the No, meat. all I have is that picture that I sent, and then I sent you this. The point that's why I said the point oh, was that was weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh. No, I had a good laugh. Oh shit. I was okay. Zooming in on the meat that looked delicious. It was, it was delightful. Yeah. We'll talk about Hamona Barico later. Oh, okay. So I'm that's, sorry, I didn't actually no, get that no, message. You don't need to apologize. It's a good thing to remember that. When you're traveling, sometimes text messaging doesn't work. Absolutely. I love Um, the picture, though. So one of the things I did have an abundance of in Spain is this drink we're having now called a Tinto de Verano, which translates to summer wine. There's a very practical reason for this drink, and it's basically because Spain is so goddamn hot that they need a cool drink. Now, sometimes we go sangria, right? Like red wine, a whole bunch of fruit. This, I don't like. I'm going to say it on I don't like it, but I understand it, and I like it more than the sangria. 
because it's muted, mm. right? And what a Tinto de Verano is, it's um, cold um, Fanta. So it's lemon Fanta with um, like some shit red wine. You don't use good red wine for this because you're literally mixing it with lemon Fanta. Yeah. And the whole idea is to create a cold red yeah. wine drink. Kind of like a sangria, but with less I can, I can dig it. fruit and stuff. So it's like, yeah. anyway, I'm going to say right now, as you all know, I'm a wine purist. Yes. Like, I want my red wine. I would, I would have a hot red wine on a hot summer day. Yeah. Right? I don't go for, like, warm day, cold wine. Fuck that. I want my red wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't actually like this. My wife does, though. And we had a lot of this. And this is, like, the official, one of the official drinks of Spain. Wow. Anywhere you went in Spain, if you just asked for a Tinto de Verano, no problem. Wow. Like, not a not a problem at all. Now, what we're drinking is, I think, the best we can do. Okay. We don't have Fanta in Canada. We don't? We don't. We have Orangina, which is not the same as Fanta. Are you sure? There might be Fanta at Walmart. I didn't go to Walmart. Oh, okay, but, maybe Walmart. But, or the movie theaters, I think, might I've yeah, got us orange Fanta, yeah. But it's not orange. We need lemon. Okay, I've never seen it. So I brought us a cheap, cheap Tempranillo called Run, Rafa Run, <laughs> um, which features a bull chasing a matador, which I'll also talk about later because it's disturbing. Um, mm. And then we got some Italian San Pellegrino lemonade, sparkling lemonade. I was also told you can use Sprite in this. Ooh. The, um, no the, the Spanish told me you can use Sprite as well, but I thought we'd, get, we'd try to get as close to authentic as we could. So we are having a Tinto de Verano. Cheers. All right. Well, yeah. let's have a sip. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, Cheers. humans, and welcome to the Hello Calgary podcast, Freedom of Voice. On aftertaste, I think that's more the run, wrap, run, though. <laughs> Might okay. be. Again, a little bit different when it's 40 degrees and it's served even colder and you have little ingredients. Do you um, need ice or anything? No. Hmm. To the best of my knowledge, it never came with ice. I like it. How did you stumble upon it? Was it just something that everyone was uh, drinking? So Food tours. So oh. um, we went on a food tour... The second day we were in Barcelona, I find the best way to. Um, should I just address this now? Should I address why I say Barcelona? Can you I, don't need to. Can no, I just address no, I, I this like because? It. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. Yeah, you want to talk the way you want to talk. Look, so. Cool. Cool. Honestly, you say Barcelona and Valencia, and I thought it was like we. I, we all know we're all just like this is weird like. Mm-hmm. It, why are they talking like this? Like, is are you mocking them? Are they mocking themselves? Like, are they? Is there something? Do you have a speech impediment? Like, why are they doing this? Yeah. I found out yeah, the why reason. Are you doing this? So, one reason to say Barcelona is that in Barcelona they don't actually speak Spanish; they speak Catalan, which is the oh. dialect of Spanish. Kind of like how the French have a different dialect of, or the Quebec have a different dialect of. French in the France. Okay. Yeah. Do. Yes. So a little bit different. So it might take on sort of that idea because it's a different dialect. Okay. The other reason I heard is because the Habsburgs, the Austrian ruling family, ruled Spain for about 400 years or so. And um, 
they were very inbred dynasty. So by the time they got to um, Car uh, Charles II, mm-hmm. the inbred had gotten so bad that he had like big jaw, could sort of barely walk, really? and talked with a lisp. Wow. So part of the reason that the Catalans and in that sort of area use the lisp is to sort of appropriate the way that the ruler of the country spoke. Well, they're done mockingly? I don't think so. I don't think you would do that. I think they just kind of like sort of did it and then just sort of kept it. One of those things like since our ruler says it that way, we all say it that way. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So that's respect. Those are a couple of theories as to why. Which is different from the reaction we were giving every right. time you said it. Well, right. well, I'm not even in Bar- even in Barcelona. <laughs> what? Excuse me. Even in Barcelona, when they say "gracias," it's not "gracias." It's "gracias." Gracias. Gracias. You probably heard some "gracias." Gracias. That's it. Okay. Not Which is weird because it again. I thought they were mocking themselves, and it, it was hard to not laugh right away because they say "gracias." Are all their S's like that? They're C's. They're C's. It's their C's that become T-H's. Like, because gracias is G-R-A-C. Oh, so gracias. Yes, and Bartha, B-A-R-C, Barthelona. Yeah. And it's almost just, it could it could pass as a sibilant S, yeah. right? Um, which I know I've, I've got a bit of a more sibilant S, maybe just the way my teeth are or something. Right. But uh, so, so Barthelona, if you say it quickly enough. Barcelona, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was pointed out many times by like food tour um, operators, things like that. Like mm-hmm. it's Barcelona and yes. Valencia. Yeah, Valencia. Anyway, this is this is Tinto de Verano. Get it anywhere. Just order. You could just order Tinto de Verano, and they know it, and it's fantastic. I actually yeah. quite like it. So, in theory, in principle, I don't because mm-hmm. you're mixing red wine. With, like, lemonade, I don't yeah. ever want to do that. Right. I don't think you should. Yeah. I understand it's practicality, though. Yeah, stretch it. It's hot. You want your red wine. Yeah. You got to find some way to make a warm beverage sort of appealing when it's 40 degrees outside. And it doesn't hit you as, as hard, no. right? Um, we talked about the Calamoxto yeah. before, right? One sort of idea as to why the Calamoxto began is, A, it's a lunch break drink. So the workers would have a Calamoxto, so they have their wine, but also the Coke, it cuts it, right, watered down. Also, as we all know, what ingredient did Coca-Cola used to have? Caffeine. Cocaine. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So the idea was you mix some wine, some Coca-Cola, a little bit of uh, cocaine in there, they'll work a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. A little bit of cocaine. So I feel like... With our run, Rafa run, we'll just finish that with our uh, Tinto de Verano, yeah. and then we can move on to other Absolutely. other things. Yeah. Different directions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I bought another bottle of Spanish wine just to keep in the yeah. spirit of the trip, but that's probably more of a drink by right. the glass kind of thing. Yeah. So tell okay. us, man. Tell us. Okay, well, well. Thank you. Thank you for this. This is very You're good. very welcome. No, this is good. I wish it were sunnier. I wish I was getting the full experience right now. I don't feel... Sitting it's hot enough to really understand no. what it means. To but have like you're this sitting problem. in a nice piazza yeah. in uh, Valencia, just watching the world go by, 40 degrees, just having your Tinto de Verano. Oh. And those are the moments of reflection we spoke about, right? Like, do you yeah. ever take time to relax? Those are the moments in Spain 
you take the time to relax. And again, I always said between two and five because that's their siesta time. I thought the siesta thing was kind of like a remnant of the past. Mm-hmm. It is not. Uh, the siesta is no joke. It is taken very seriously throughout all of Spain, mostly because it's so hot. So when it gets hot between like two and five, we're talking four degrees. And like this summer, obviously global warming, thank you, exceptionally hot. Yeah. The locals were complaining it was hot. Mm-hmm. So siesta time closes everything down. Yep. Um, and the only things that are open, quite honestly, are like bars. So every day between two and five, we'd go to a bar in a piazza, sit down, and for three hours, you sort of like drink your Tinto de Verano, a beer, whatever, and you just kind of just watch the world go by. Yeah. Nice, which is, which is that's, a, that's the best part of going to Europe, is just sitting in a little cafe, watching it all go by. Huh. Let's yeah. do the questions. Let's that was get amazing. like. Because we can talk about these questions, I think, with right. everyone, yeah. and then let's get focused. Yeah, yeah. Let's focus up. And that's what traveling's all about. It's, it's the focus. Um, for me, you tighten up a little bit. You got shit to do. There's a lot of stuff that you may never get back to, and mm-hmm. uh, you you feel the importance of your time and your day and, and where you're at. Right. I know I've got three days here in Osaka or wherever I'm at. I'm going to have to max it out. I got mm-hmm. really, yeah. And that kind of mentality over a short period of time, when I do short trips in Europe, three, five, I went to Barcel- Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, I remember like, this, yes. Yeah, a short period of time, and I saw some of this, but what you're talking about is a much deeper dive into the culture, and yeah. Because I, I would argue different beasts, Barcelona beasts. does not even begin to touch what Spain is like. Barcelona's yeah, a fraud. You're of, you're, yeah, you're more. Fan I of. was, I was a Madrid fan, completely. Valencia, Madrid, Sevilla. That's way more Spanish than Barcelona is to me. And what do you mean by way more Spanish? Barcelona seems very interested in being unique, in being its own thing, being sort of different. Like, I mean, you already got the Catalan um, um, identity, right? I mean, we know the Catalans have tried to separate a few times from Spain. And they're very like, we're not really Spanish, even though we are. Like the Quebec in in, in Quebec, right? Like, yeah. in the same way they are. So I found the further away from Barcelona we got, the more sort of European it became, and the more traditionally Spanish it became. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well. Okay. On that note... Um, this is an official. This was actually supposed to be an official fire and wine, by the way. But I don't know. What did you call it? Bicker and liquor. Uh, liquor and bicker. Yeah, bicker and liquor. Whatever. One or two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says here that the crew have been oot and a boot. Oot and a boot. On tour, checking things out in Japan, Spain, and British Columbia, and have some stories, some wine, and some sake to enjoy. Some topics that I kind of wanted to get into. And there's uh, five. Five is always a good number. I yeah. like that number. Yeah. 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 It, covers, it covers the spread. And it starts out, for me, the most important thing is where we all come from here. How do you travel? Oh. Right? So what that means to me when I say how do you travel, like I travel light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like how much luggage are you, yeah. are you checking anything in at the airport? Do you guys check? All right. Let's go around the table. You go first, Infectious. Okay. Well, I travel... I mean, 
It, it depends on the mode of travel. So I'm, if I'm hopping in the minivan to BC for a couple of weeks, okay. I'm going to bring like a portable library with me. I, I'm going to bring... Like a the, digital book? No, I'm talking about... <laughs> I bag. knew you were talking about a bag of books. <laughs> <laughs> like a hockey duffel bag full of books. Seriously. And Will you read them all? No. <laughs> no, but I'll bring the book I'm currently reading, or the books I'm currently reading. Like and made of paper. Made of paper, very okay. much so. Yeah. You don't want to go digital so that you just no, literally... No, paper. No, man. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. And I'll, I'll explain Ooh, that, too. Okay. I'll explain I'll that. that. When I talk about my trip, I'll explain that. I'll second bit. you in that, too. Okay, Digital's you. fucking garbage. Yeah. Digital Except is the exact same thing, only it's one book. Except that anyway. it's not. Except, Except that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I bring <laughs> the book I'm reading, sometimes plural, books I'm reading, and then I try to predict the books that I will feel like reading next, which is a challenge because when I'm at home, I have a lot of books and actually I think it's a Japanese concept. I'll have to Google it about the value of owning more books than you could ever possibly read. Okay. Um, and I like the concept of it, but I think I'm going to look it up when we're talking about Japan. So whatever maybe. avenue you feel, you always have that many avenues to go. Yeah. So animal. it's, it's like, I don't know. Did you see everything everywhere all at once? Yeah. So I don't know the person I'm going to be three days from now when I finish reading this current book. And I have to, it, it takes a lot of thinking to, to consider all the different possible um, pathways that my reading might take. Should I see that movie, by the way? I never, I never saw it. You yeah. should see it. Yeah. Best picture. Yeah, was, I think you should see it. Was it best picture? It, it was unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's got, it's yeah. done well. All right. It's done well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you bring lots of things. You you pack. You can pack heavy because because I'm driving a minivan, right? Yeah. But if I'm in a plane, I'd rather just be as minimalist as possible. So I'll bring the book I'm currently reading, uh -huh. and maybe a second book, right? And then whatever else I can fit. But I don't fly very often. My, How long were you in in BC for? Uh, this time around, just one week. What were you planning though? Uh, we were going to do two separate trips okay. of a week each. So and in that week, you brought how many books? I don't know the exact number, but it was a bag full of books. Jesus. Jesus. That would yeah. take me like seven years to get through a bag full of books. No, I didn't read. I, in fact, I don't even think I finished the one I was. I had started when Why I left. Why did you bring so many books? Which is interesting just in because... Case, just in case. Yeah. You know what I bring? Yeah. Wouldn't you just go buy one? I bring... And I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> I bring, what do you bring the one book I'm reading, uh -huh. and then I never touch it. I think yeah. I read maybe my book an hour out of the entire three weeks. And I think uh, on a trip like that. Vacation's not a place to be reading unless you're on a beach all day, every day, maybe. Which is what I was doing. But even then, you should be looking at like the nude bathers when you're on a beach, right? Well, you have to be pretending to read a book at least. Yeah. If you want to read Why? Really you're on a nude beach. <laughs> Everyone knows what's going on here, right? Like, it's a nude beach. Why are you pretending? Just... <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So you're heavy packer minivan, light packer plane. I guess so, yeah. But I get packing anxiety. I guess everyone must get that at some level. Oh, I love packing. Hmm. I like e efficiency. Okay, you go next. Uh, you you remind me of camping. I just went camping when we got back from our big trip. Then we went on a weekend camp. I was there from Thursday to Sunday. So you pack light, like just a backpack full of clothes. You're not going to use much. But then like in the van, 
there's a beauty to the amount of food you have, what you're going to eat, how these things are going to disappear, and how much room's going to fill up. Yeah. I did in two trips. I picked up my wife on the second trip. I brought my dog and my kids out. Oh, my wife and my dog on the way out on the second trip, and my two kids on the first trip. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, you're kind of bringing in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then on the way out, I was just like, I hope I figured this out. I hope I did it right. <laughs> and it was tight. My dog had its own seat uh-huh. with its bed on top of it. But Aww. it was tight. Everything around it was piled up to the sky. And it was wall-to-wall stuff. Wow. Where Is that are the you way camping? you would pack? Or do you have a little bit of room? Uh, I, no, I do not leave room. I'm about, like, max. Um. No, yeah, we pretty much fill the space. Yeah. I don't know if quite to the extreme that you do. It went a little extreme because, like, we didn't eat half as much as I thought. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Where were you camping? Uh, we were down at Beaver Mines. Yeah, just uh, Crow's, Crow's Nest Pass oh, yeah. kind of area. And, uh, yeah, good, good little spot there to uh, get off the grid because the yeah. only place you can get service is, like, right by the lake if you kind of hang out a little bit <laughs> long enough that you pick up a bar or two. Which, uh, in this day and age, is a valuable thing. When you travel with children, uh, I think it's important to teach, I guess, phone education. <laughs> like, how to use a phone and not be obsessed with it in your life. When yeah. we were in Japan, when we were camping, all these things, it is a consideration. They didn't have unlimited phone time because this just gets a little bit out of hand. Yeah. They're constantly, like... On Snap, on get an, get an eSIM, man. Yeah. Well, we had like a while we were traveling, we had the Wi Fi, like the family Wi Fi, two gigs a day, three gigs a day. What were you paying for that? Uh, something like eight bucks a day. Okay. Yep. It's not great, but it was cheaper than all of us running our roaming. Yeah. So then we all kind of hooked into this thing, mm-hmm. and for the most part, you barely, you wouldn't get up to three gigs unless I'm transferring photos to people and stuff mm-hmm. while we're traveling. But uh, it was actually the perfect solution for us. And it's also localized. So if I take off, everyone loses their Wi-Fi. <laughs> and it's good for the kids. It's good for kids to lose connection. And then they're stuck. And then everyone kind of hangs out. And they actually act like human beings, not just a whole bunch of things on the internet. Yeah. So Same in ter- thing with awesome. camping. So then in terms of packing for Japan then, yep. how'd you pack? Oh, yeah, we had questions. Didn't that we? was the question. Yeah, How'd sorry. you pack? How did I pack? Uh, we all were allowed to bring a carry-on. Did you all bring we what are you were allowed to bring? Bags. You're not checking bags. That's what everyone was told. Wow. So, yeah, no checking. So you brought four carry-on bags. So we all had a rolling, just, you know, the... Okay. Yeah, and then a backpack each. Okay. And then a purse for Deb, mm-hmm. a personal item, as well as myself. I carried a man's version of a purse because... You know, when wow. you're out and about, you gotta, you gotta pack stuff in. So that means like be, you could only bring, what, like three pairs of pants, four shirts, kind of thing. Like that's yeah. kind of it. But you're doing washing while you're out there. You gotta plan the washing. I like, thought I would wash. I did not wash once. Oh man, we washed. I normally everywhere. do. Didn't didn't do it this time. So we were sweating so much, we had to wash. So you flew, like fourteen hours. No, not even ten. Ten is that hours it? to J- Japan is. So reasonable. They're close. That's pretty good. It's kind of it kind of bent my mind because I've always gone the other way towards Europe. Absolutely. And thought that that's the standard. Do you but go the, the other way? Is actually if you head towards Japan. Did you go Vancouver, and then across? Uh, okay. So Calgary to, to Tokyo. Tokyo. And you just go across the Pacific then. Yeah, you kind of actually fly closer to the Arctic Circle. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So wow, four carry-ons. 
Yeah, all and, this, and, and like backpack. Here's my little clue for all of you who uh, plan to do something like this. If you're going to bring four carry-ons and your backpacks, try to be right at the front of that line for when you're getting on the plane. Because, <laughs> because the they're going to you tell do, you to check it because no. the plane's full? No. Well, what's going to happen is everyone else who's doing it, which is everyone, is going to have all their bags that they're going to stuff in the upstairs cabins. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I've arrived late. My bag's going to be on the other side while everyone's trying to get out like... Get there early oh, enough shit. to get your stuff near you so yeah. that you can get out of the airplane. We right had now. a lot of, in, in all the flights we took, a lot of announcements that said, is the dog barking, is that our food? or? Oh, that's our food. Okay, well. Yeah. Good, good eye there, Brian. Good eye. Oh, baby. Yes, sir. Got full batteries. Only six seconds on the clock. Welcome back to the Hello Calgary Podcast. I'm your host, Prophet Esau, sitting here talking about vacations and uh, traveling. Traveling. And we really got onto the topic before our fantastic pizzas that uh, Infectious, Infectious is still enjoying. Yes. The unofficial sponsor of the Hello Calgary Podcast, right. Village Flatbread Company. I don't like this whole gluten-free lifestyle. I'm scared that I might have to join it. Mm-hmm. But as far as pizzas go that are gluten-free, Village, they do it right. Not Glutenberg, yeah. though. I'm telling you, that thing was garbage. Yeah, Not they, a fan, hey? Not a fan. No. Don't I don't even think hate. it got me drunk either, so what's the point? Well, yeah. it has alcohol. Did you just give me water? Was that what you gave me? <laughs> yeah, the, the alcohol seems muted Yeah. by the lack of gluten. As does gluten the... Gluten must <laughs> al- activate alcohol. Or the fun. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> We were talking about packing. When yeah, last we were. We like, left. how much luggage? How do you pack? What do you bring on a large trip? Like, you and I were pretty close. I was 22 days. You were 18. Yeah. Uh, did you bring a big... So here's how we roll. First of all, I never travel anywhere that doesn't require a plane. So the minivan, <laughs> piling up to the top option, bring it, It's not a thing. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, if I go anywhere, I'm going on a plane. Make it worth my while. With apologies to my family in Regina, but that's not really a vacation. <laughs> that's just going to hell you can and fly back. to Regina? I'm not flying to fuck. Ugh. <laughs> pay money to go there? For God's sake. All right, they should pay me. Um, okay, so any trip we do, basically, we have these rules now. 18 days, we got to bring a suitcase. We have to check our luggage. Wow. So we bring two check bags, one for my wife, one for me. Yep. Right, two check bags. And this time, I mean, We've actually never had an issue, and I know lots of different people have issues. I mean, we bought air tags just, just for peace of mind, right? Know where they are. No problems whatsoever. They came out efficiently. They got there, nothing damaged. But Good. we, um, two check bags, and then my wife brings just a backpack for the plane. That's the carry-on, oh. right? So we don't really do any carry-on. We just do the check baggage. Um, wow. Yeah, and that makes it easy on the plane. We don't have to like go to the overhead compartments or anything like that. It's just, it's one bag, it fits under the seat, and that's that's all that. Perfect. Two bags, and then fill it up for the trip on the way home, and then that's it. Yeah, like, you buy stuff on the trip. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You don't goes, bring an extra bag for that? No, it goes right in the... carry-on? goes right in the check luggage. Because, again, we, we pack this check luggage, but we don't pack it, like, I'm only going to bring, like, ten shirts, for instance, right? Yeah. And then... Everything, yeah, everything we buy just fits in the the check luggage, so we don't need for an extra bag. We do have room in the carry on for other things as well that we could put in there. So, yeah, that's how we've done it. It's good. Yeah, and you're mostly staying though in one location. Like when you stayed in places in Spain, like you're in Barcelona, Barcelona. you like stayed like 
for four or five days or whatever, and you just stayed. Yeah, this trip we did three days in every single city. Okay. One hotel per place. So okay. the only days you have to worry are the travel days where you have mm-hmm. to get all your fucking suitcase and then take a train with your luggage and then yeah. take a cab to the hotel and then, yeah. So. You didn't mind riding on the train with the giant luggage? No, it's pretty easy because in Europe, as you know, like, you get on the train, they've got these luggage compartments at the front of each um, car. Just mm-hmm. put your luggage there, sit for three hours, yep. go to your destination, pick it up, just like an airplane, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Oh, and train travel in Europe is, like, way better than flying. Honestly, three hours from, like, Valencia to Madrid, no problem. Way easier than being three hours on a plane from, like, Calgary to Toronto. Yeah, the loading, unloading, that's the problem. Or just even the way it moves. Like, a plane is uncomfortable. Yeah. A train, I absolutely love it. I have no, I don't know why it is, but, like, a plane, I just, I hate flying, by the way. I hate it. They... Um, they take it right down to the inch. There's on not a, plane? a spare inch yeah. to be taken to get as many seats as possible. It's it's unreasonable at yeah. this point. It used to be a luxury to fly, and a, and a pleasure. And yeah. Now it is literally just like, how long can I last? I mean, before my legs fall asleep and and that's the tailbone problem. I will say that like, airplanes have stepped up their game. I flew Air Canada. Props to Air Canada. Like they stepped up their like, entertainment game. The back of every seat has a TV on it, and there's a lot, like, there's an infinite number. You, you want to watch Pen15? You ever heard of Pen15? No. That's what I mean. You can't, like, it's, it's a, you can it's watch a, yeah. anything. Like, it's, it's, there's so much you can watch, and you would never be bored for, like, entertain. I played Angry Birds for, like, an hour, just <laughs> because. But just, it's the movement of the plane. It's the fact that if that thing goes down, you're all going to die, right? Like, yeah. things like that sort of worry me on a plane. Um also love on the trains in Europe, there's always a, a car where you can go get espresso, Ooh. right? So, I mean, sometimes it's tough to walk from car number seven to car number three <laughs> to get an espresso because you're, like, falling into people and, like, because the train moves at, like... But it's worth it. Oh, I, well, yes. So, what is the train car set up like? Do, do you get your own compartment, like, in Agatha Christie? No, 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 it's, this no. isn't nothing like that. No, it's more like an airplane, basically. Okay. Like, you got rows... And then maybe there's a foursome, right? Like two table, two. Are you facing each other? Oh, in in those compartments, you are. Yeah. Okay. So um, what I liked in Japan is that they actually had train seats that you could turn. And all you right. Press the pedal, and you can spin it towards your group to change the configuration. That's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. However, when you're traveling at 300 kilometers an hour, you don't want to travel backwards, and we turn back around. Because Did you like, like feel it when you turned your? There's just something like you. It, uh, the mo- the movement is minimal. Right. But as you're traveling, you look out the window while you're traveling backwards, and I can't handle it anymore. Okay. It's age. I'm sure it's age related. But, <laughs> That's but cool it was, though. Yeah, it's really cool that you actually have an option. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, my boys have hairy legs like myself, so we're like touching knees. And I'm just like, okay, anyone want to just stop doing this to be together and just be apart for a second? Yeah. Let's spend the next hour apart. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fast, like two hours. I do love train system. Train life, if it's done right, you can Google map it. That's the other side. Traveling with technology now. Oh, infinitely better. It's everything. Yeah. Like... To be able to Google map my entire path from one city to the next on every train, bus, and every connector. To be able to Google Translate every menu you come across. Mm-hmm. Every sign you're curious about uh, by taking a picture of it. it. It changes everything. Yeah. I do wish I had the thing around my neck where I speak 
like I speak <laughs> and it talks in the other language. You've seen those? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. exist? Oh, they exist. Wow. I didn't have it. I had the crappy Google Translate version where <laughs> but you I mean, have to type stuff and you're like, this is what I kind of mean. <laughs> it's yeah. like when you're meandering those cobblestone streets of Europe and like there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Google Maps is uh, a game changer. I've been lost many times in cities because I'm like, the fuck am I? Like, what's going on? This is pre-Google Maps. Google Maps comes like Venice, for instance. Google Map comes up and it's just like, oh, it's just to the left here. Like, it's done, it's easy, it's, yeah. So, what's your next question? Yeah. That's all about luggage. We've talked it to death. That's just about packing. That's just about getting (laughs) We're not even on our trip yet. (laughs) Um, So, it's all about how do you travel. Uh, Museums and sites, Mm. hanging out, food and drink, shopping. Like, what do you do? What are you traveling for? What are you there to exist and spend your time doing? What's it all about? I'll start. It's about the experience. You do everything. Um, In every place I go, I want to experience as much of the culture, like the actual culture. What would a normal person or someone who lives there every single day sort of experience? Well, I don't think they experience anything that we experience. No. You know why? They work. Like we work. Okay. What could... Yeah. Okay. Well... Shut up. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So get a job. It's about the food. It's about the food tours. It's about like going to as many authentic places as you can, right? So you're not caught in that sort of tourist trap. You want to go to places where like maybe the menu is not in English at all, and so that's so not an option. Food is big for you. Right? I love food. I love traveling for food. I love traveling for drink. Um, I just want to absolutely. Every, well, what the hell is a food? So every place we go to, every place we go on a food tour. Like we've been on one in New York. Okay. Every city ever. So what food, does that do? So a food tour is it's a guided tour. Um, done by like a local or something like that who will um, usually within a small group take you to depending on the tour four, five, six different restaurants within an area right and show you like here's what a um, traditional tapas setup would look like or in this place we're going to have a traditional Spanish fish dish or here's the drink we're going to have at this next place and it gives you a real sort of insight into like what locally would be consumed right instead is this of going, all happening in a day over a week oh it happens in like an hour oh no six, six restaurants yeah so we yeah like in, in barcelona we went on a food tour of the the gothic quarter and it took it was like maybe a three-hour tour cool right and we hit up i think six Good restaurants and in each restaurant we had a different sort of um meal yeah. or like small tasting so in the first place we went to we had some red wine and then we had some jamon iberico and some cheese. And then the next place we went to, we had like tapas. We had a tortilla and we had um, pa- patatas bravas and we had vermouth. And the next place we went to, we had another like dish that's traditional um, Catalan with another drink. Yep. Right? So it's a way of having a lot of authentic drinks, a lot of authentic food, um, and sort of seeing the, the city in that way. Okay. Do you get full at any point? Oh, God, yeah. It, it's a terrible idea to, like, have a food, like, a dinner reservation <laughs> on a same day. Because even, like, we do food tours at, like, 11. doesn't end until 2, say. Mm-hmm. We have a reservation, like, 8. We're full. Yeah. Like, we're still full. And sometimes you're day drunk because some, <laughs> of the, some of the things they give you are very small. They're like, here's a piece of bread and a quail's egg. And you're like, all right. So you have that. And then here's a glass of wine to go with that. 
So the wine like overpowers the quail's egg. And um, yeah, you might be pretty drunk by the time you're done. Do you ever go Um, back to these places after? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. But it gives you a good idea of what to look for. Like, because a lot of those places they take you to, there's a place next door that's very similar. Right, but it gets you away from the touristy areas. It gets you, it almost makes you comfortable. Like, look, if they don't speak English, it's okay. If a menu says this, this is what you're looking for. Here's what you don't want, right? And it gives you a good yeah. sort Google, of sense. You Google Translate those menus? Um, sometimes, if I need to. Just yeah. curious. It was like essential in Japan. For sure, because they use a different alphabet. Oh, it was, it's pictures. And yeah, a whole bunch of figures you've never seen. Like you just you'd uh, have to. Yeah, I, I felt speak, like an alien. I know a little bit of French, so like it's still the Roman alphabet. So like exactly. I can, Piece I know it together. exactly. I'm kind of like I know this is this, this is this. Yeah, that's a fish but, dish or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then museums, absolutely. Right. Didn't do as many museums in Spain as I have in other places. I'm gonna say right now, Spain was not a place that like my wife and I ever said let's travel to Spain. We never once were like excited to go. Hmm. I think we went because we basically realized we maybe have like 10 trips in our lifetime left, assuming we go every two years, <laughs> right? So like, yeah, that's 10 trips left in your life. Let's go somewhere we've never been before, right? right? Um, the museum scene wasn't as prevalent in Spain as it is in other European countries, but um, in Madrid, we went to the, uh, the Prada Museum fantastic collection of uh, renaissance and um, neoclassic art. That was fantastic. That was probably the highlight of the museums. The Picasso Museum in Barcelona is interesting just because it's like devoted to Picasso. But all you're going to see in that museum is like honestly 500 images of one drawing. Right? Um, Which is called the oh fucking hell. The original one was done by Velasquez the three dancers or something like that and it's just Picasso's like reimagining of that one painting like 500 times wow luckily it wasn't very expensive but uh, yeah for me it's all about the experience getting to know like what is it like if you actually weren't a tourist what would it be like to just be like in the city do you ever return to a place yes um there was a lovely breakfast place in Valencia that we went to for like three days because you find it it was good it was yeah yeah I'll return to places for sure countries oh I've been to Italy like three times France three times so do you do food tours every time you go or do you are you kind of like I've done a food tour here now I can make my way through this country no I'd probably still do one in every place again just because it's a great way of just having some good food as well and yeah. good wine and seeing the place on foot. Yeah, okay, yeah. You walk about when you do these? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll give you history about it too. Like, here's this and, you know, here's why this restaurant is important. It's because Picasso used to go here. It's called the Four Cats and things like that. Like, yeah. It's very different from our first days in Tokyo. Okay, go we on. We watered the streets and we're like, can you read that? <laughs> I don't know. Take a picture of it. Oh. I don't know if we want to eat there. <laughs> you know, like just like <laughs> stuff when you're trying to compare the different palates of all the kids who are not really into a bunch of raw mm-hmm. fish. Not everyone wants ramen. So you're just trying to find that middle ground. And it was really hard. It was a pro- the, the process was hard. At first, you're looking for English. And then over time, you're like, I don't want to go to the touristy places. Of you're course. Like, 
So then you're looking, uh, and it's a grind at mm-hmm. first. But then you start to get a you start to get a sense, and also the, when you're not in a hurry to get something good, you're just trying to get by. Like in Seven Eleven, yeah, it's not a whole bunch of things like on a you know light bulb twirling around all day. Mm-hmm. It's actually you know fresh made sushi, <laughs> and reasonable food. I, I don't know, the fast food kind of mentality was different in Japan in that everything was fresh, mm-hmm. right? not as processed. And when you come back here and it's it's a, an adjustment, getting used to everything, having that taste of not real, I guess. Just, yeah, the taste of cheesies and <laughs> all those things I still eat, but I yeah. there is a value to eating uh, real food. Yeah. So when you planned your Japan trip then, what did you look for? What were you trying to, like I said, experience food? So you go to Japan. Did you want museums? Did you want just the Nintendo Land? Like, what were you going for? Yeah, I think, like, all around, like, looking for history and heritage, a bit of that. So that's temples, castles. Um, did you see a lot of them? You name it. Mm. Yeah, I, I saw my fair share. To the point that by the, mm. literally by the end of the trip, you're saying, like, I don't want to do it. Right. I don't want to go see the Silver Temple. I don't care. <laughs> right? I don't care I if think... it's covered in gold. Like, I don't care. But I'd seen so many at that point and such reverence for these places and so much time put into their gardens and, and everything else that it's so amazing at, up front. I don't want to, like, take away from it. it. Some of it is amazing. Well, I think that means you did it well. If you've seen enough that you're, like, no, I don't need to go to another one. I've seen it. Exactly. That's good. And we saw some like really great stories behind them. You, you got to read. For me, it's like you go to these things, but if you're just going to look at a bunch of temples and if you don't know the history, if you don't know what's happening in there, it's not it's not the same beast. Would you like a hand there? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was one where they had the 14 people who brought Buddhism okay. uh, from Buddha to the, to the masses, and they painted it on this wooden pillar. And then the place burnt down, and they build it again, and they repaint these guys on. They just and it keeps burning down, and then they repaint it and rebuild it. So in Japan, everything being made of paper and wood, the the repetition of like rebuilding and mm-hmm. going from scratch, like it, it's and then you go to Hiroshima, and you see this nice, beautiful, fresh city that's recovered from uh, being blown into. To smithereens, like when you see the footage, you're like, oh my, oh my God, like how can anything even exist here anymore? Mm-hmm. But uh, they do a really good job of educating and they weren't bitter. That's what really kind of, on the topic of Hiroshima, they just, there wasn't the sense of just like you bastards did a horrific thing. It was more just like, let's not have this happen ever again. Yeah. Let's promote peace. And cool. uh, yeah, a real focus on the human, so human side of things. No, what do you open there? Uh, All right, infectious. Uh, well, I'm gonna open it, then I'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, when you travel, what are you looking for? Oh, it's, well, I mean, I've I've never really traveled to the extent that you guys have traveled. Uh, if I think about the times of like this past summer, we did our. Well, yeah, even when you go to BC, what are you looking for when you go? Ow, motherfucker! You all right? You bleeding? Oh, no. But you will be. <laughs> Shit, do you need a band-aid? Uh, so, I just cut myself on the 
stupid wine opener cork thing. It's probably from Japan. <laughs> Hard to use. Oh, you think you're a big man, do you? Look, I'm bleeding. Uh, Infectious can attest to the fact that I'm bleeding. You are. You took a gouge. Look at that. Jesus. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Should I get one? Well, let me know. Want one? Yeah. Okay. Shit. All right. Well, this night just became dangerous because I need a Band-Aid now just to... <laughs> Jesus. When you're traveling, do you bring Band-Aids? My wife does, yeah? yeah. She's prepared. Absolutely. Smart. Okay, so sorry. You're looking for... Well, it's usually to spend time with family right. in a different setting. Mm -hmm. Where you're... So you're, it's not so much to experience any kind of culture so much right as it is to spend time with folks to have that kind of experience of being away from your everyday environment and being in a place where you don't really have to worry about too much so it's different mm -hmm. you know and um so we would spend like one we would do occasional little trips but they're usually to places we've been before mm -hmm. we've been to before so it's definitely not a high Thank energy you. go, go, go. Right. And I can understand because sometimes we have family members who will be with us. Like, that's why I think I bring so many books. Because when I go out there, I'm like, fuck yeah. Sit in the sun and read. You know, go for a run. Yeah. I like to run wherever. I think if I was on these trips, especially in Spain and probably in Japan too. Yeah, definitely in Japan. I would want to look to see where I could run. Uh, if there's trails, mm -hmm. you know, um, I guess it would depend on where in Japan, like how close you are to those kinds of places. Like, well, we did strike a balance. That is one yeah. of my next questions is the balance between urban and rural. Yeah. And there's definitely places to run um, yeah. on the rural side. But I mean, rural Japan is still kind of urban. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like it's still very. Yeah. It's just a concrete jungle out there. Yeah. That's yeah. how I picture it from the one time like, I was there right? we did climb a mountain it was all stairs and it was was like, it Mount Hiroshima no or Mount no, Fuji no Mount Fuji sorry no, we didn't bother with it's it's a grind and there's a lot of people and you get to the top and there's like less than a 50% chance it's going to be clear enough to see anything so really uh, Mount Fuji just seems like one of those good idea to go but it's not worth it when you get there yeah. We saw it in the distance when we were standing on some volcano. Right. <laughs> like, that's good enough. I saw Mount Fuji from where I was staying in Did Yokohama. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's lovely. Nice I don't view. want to climb that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nature versus urban, active versus sedentary. And I think that's the difference between vacation and traveling. I think, like, when I'm traveling and I want to see something and I'm trying to experience a, a country that I may never go back to, uh, way more active. And I definitely want to strike a balance between the urban and the rural. Like, I don't want to just see city all the time. It's too much. Yeah. Unless you're living in New York, and that's different. Right. Thank you. Apparently, Tokyo is, like, the most populous city in the world. Didn't feel like it. Really. See, that's interesting. I would think maybe somewhere in India, like yeah. New Delhi or Calcutta or something. But I believe Tokyo as well, for sure. Yeah, apparently. By the numbers, most populous at 37 million, I believe. So, so when you say urban versus rural, like, are you, how do you get out to the rural places in Japan? Oh, like, what are you doing? Out, oh, like in Japan? We went yeah. down to Ito, which was like uh, more of a, 
you stay, we stayed at this um, kind of a hostel. Okay, so you, so you stayed in like a rural place. Yeah, okay. and, a, and a more like traditional place. Yeah. And they specialized in this area in like outdoor onsen, which are like hot tubs, mm-hmm. where you have to take it like a get your body all clean and then you go in like separately guys and girls you can't have tattoos because of the yakuza like fresh tattoos no just like tattoos do you say because tattoos of at all yeah like did you say because real, of the yakuza well, that's really the reason why you can't do it they would chop your pinky off the, what's a the, yakuza it's the organized crime in japan oh shit oh yeah, like, it's their mafia yakuza. they're their mafia yeah the yakuza and you can see why like if they show up at your like on sen it's very clear that they're in a gang because they got tattoos covering right. their entire back very different from what we would have here in north america which is like a tattoo or one or two or in the case of uh t perry <laughs> right him and his motorcycle gang roll up oh yeah he's yeah, like tatted up everyone yeah. he's the reason why they have this rule he's got a new one every time you see him <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're not allowed to. And in some of the hotels we stayed in, you could get like things to cover your tattoos, but it had to be covered with two of these band-aid things. If you had more than that, no, too bad. And then the more modern places, like some of the hostels we stayed in, uh, were fine with it. They were just like, no, you can go in, whatever, because they know it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. It was more geared towards a younger crowd, oh. but the older crowd still kind of feels like tattoos are associated with gangs, huh. and yeah. Wow. So local customs, yeah, a little bit different. Uh, De- like, uh, Deb loved the onsens. I didn't get into it until the very end, and then we got to a nice one that was pretty liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. I don't mm-hmm. like sitting around in the nude, frankly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were <laughs> nude? Then, yeah, you have you got to go in naked, so you shower and clean first, uh-huh. and then you go into these, like, really, it's really nice then, right? Because then the water doesn't get gross. Yeah. And it's a constant, like, natural flow of water. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, oh. it's not chemical. That's cool. Yeah, it's just different. And so, but then you sit there in the buck, and you can't be with the girls because, you know, they're over on their side. Well, I that's where I'd want to be. I want to be, like, let me go in the girl <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah, that's not happening. You get arrested or something. Oh. Or you get your pinky chopped off by the Yakuza. Exactly. <laughs> the guys with tattoos show up. Huh. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm an urban dweller when I travel. I go to big cities. I love big cities. I'm not really... How to put this? I love nature. I think we should do the best we can to preserve it. I feel bad that our planet is fucking dying. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a fan of, like, hiking. I'm not a fan of, like, spending time in nature. I like, looking at nature, I can sort of walk through it if there's a pub nearby or something like that. Um... <laughs> But most places I go to, big city places, right? New York, Florence, Rome, all those places, right? Um, but there is something nice about taking like a day trip out to a smaller town where it's not necessarily like rural, but it's a much slower pace. The population is like cut in half or cut in like, you know, immensely that there's just kind of a slower feel to it, right? right. So you, you, I think you need to do both to appreciate what a country has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I, how are you with crowds? You're okay with crowds? I love crowds. I the more like honestly for me the more people the better. So like going to the stampede, you like you like the crowd with the stampede. <laughs> well, the stampede is sort of a different beast because it's a stampede, but like right. yeah, it'd be fine. People, no problem. Yeah. You, you love nature fan? though. I well, I do. I mean, I, I'd like to think 
Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of crowds, to be honest. Like, I don't really like crowds. Okay. Um, I prefer fewer people. So, when you go to BC, mm-hmm. beaches, is it, are they crowded usually, or like... No, like, we usually go to Naramata, uh-huh. which is a pretty quiet place. You know, it's right tucked in the Okanagan Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, the beach is pretty open. We usually go, we set up, and mm-hmm. read, go swim. Uh, my brother brings this big inflatable, they call it Party Island, and bring some drinks out there and Mm -hmm. it it turned into a baby island (laughs) well (laughs) babysitting island because then when the kids got old enough it's packed with kids who want to hang out there so (laughs) it's fun you know and then we swim back out and play board games and go out at night and some people jump in nude into the Women and men together? Usually. That's my kind of place. <laughs> you got to cover your tattoos, though. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me the women and men can't be nude together. <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of that. So, Naramata is a Sitislow. Have I talked about this before? Sitislow? Have you ever heard of that term? No. It actually originated in Italy. And it just means... For, like, slow lifestyle. Slow, yeah. Like okay. It's like a slow city. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's an official designation. And uh, it has to be a place of under a certain population. And, yeah, slow life, slow food. Just kind of... Like, the, the coffee shop in Naramata is called Never Matter. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like... Being the dude, you know? Just mm-hmm. kind of getting up and... Walking around, checking out the the peacock because there's peacocks in Naramata. Although some of them, might, they might be dead by now. They had peacocks. You know the male ones are the more colorful ones. Yes. Okay. Do we all know that? Did you know that? Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. true of all birds, is it not? Because it's meant birds? to attract mates. That's so. Right. I think yeah. lake life is is healthy for the mind and the spirit. Yeah. Like to actually I, take the time down <clears throat> to enjoy life at a better pace than our frantic lifestyles. But I like the frantic. The frantic is what makes me feel more comfortable. I like looking at a body of water. I don't want to sit by a beach. Like when I was in Greece, we sat there for like three, four hours. I'm just like, okay, this is enough. Like it's been nice. I see this, but like- you're in Greece. uh, You're not there to vacation. You're there to travel. Well, that's how I think, yeah. yeah. Because if I'm somewhere that I'm not returning to, or it's taking me a hell of a time to get here, or whatever, it's not going to be sea. It's not sitting by the lake and, yeah. and taking in life. It's well, I mean, we don't have limited time. We don't have the Aegean Sea here. Shouldn't you sit and appreciate the Aegean Sea? I mean, <laughs> what do we have? Lake Sokomi? They have a dead horse in there. There was a dead no, horse in actually, there once. We went to Lake Sokomi. You're right. I think it was a deer or a moose or something sweet but, christ but since then they've cleaned it up a lot well, actually, i would hope so there was a dead horse a in difference. it yeah. if they don't clean up a dead horse that's a problem so one of our consolations <sighs> of what's the matter now oh there's something in my wine there's a bug <laughs> this has not been a good night for wine ah uh, do you have a spoon <laughs> no you know what? i got this just use give me finger. those give me those bastard things that clip me you <laughs> We went to Lake Sokomi, and um, if you change your perspective, like you don't go to a a lake like Lake Sokomi and expect this beautiful lake experience. You consider it kind of like, well, I'm sort of just going to a pool. Yeah, where's the horse? It's an outdoor pool. (laughs) 
But Kids, you no, want to go I, horseback riding? Go, they've, they've added a filtration system. It is so clean. They drain it oh, every right. winter. Yeah. And you're in, I was in the lake because compared to some of the other community lakes, like um, uh, any community lake, they have water in them all the time. They have fish. So there's like algae and yeah. you walk along the bottom. It can be squishy, right? Walking to Lake Sokomi, it's like you're walking in sand. Really? It's, it's like a Truman Show like probably what Truman Show's ocean was like, you know, because it's just huh. creating the illusion or not even an illusion. It's like giving you a, the hint of a lake. So you get to be outdoors. You get to sit in the sun. You get sand and you get to put your toes in the sand. And you, there are plates, places in the lake where you can just walk right across. And then there's places where you can, it, it's like maybe 10 feet deep or something. And at most eight. what is their stance on tattoos and nudity? <laughs> uh, no nudity and no climbing on the sand mounds. Apparently. Okay, uh, can we have some fun, please, Lake Sokomi, <laughs> for cripe's sake? You know what they don't have there is coffee. So at Lake Sokomi? Yeah, I'm like, well, do you expect there to be yeah, coffee? They have at a beach? concession. Okay, yeah. so their concession had like sl- slushies mm-hmm. and hot dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like, can you not just get a coffee pot? That's true. Just right. percolate this, not, this shit. This is actually one of your questions. It right is. We'll get, get there. right into that. No, no, no. Is that the end of yours? Well, not quite. <laughs> Are we ever going to get to the coffee one, though? That, We're that going actually, to. Okay, okay. Let me just uh, motor through here. Let me just and I feel like with mine, what we'll do is we'll run through it like a, put a timer on. And it's just a... Rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, rapid fire thing. Okay. Um, before we move on, we're drinking. Yeah. How is it? You just had a sip. Is it okay? It's great. It's peppery. Yeah, it's Spanish. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> I've been wronged by this wine. It just bugged me. It cut me. I got yeah, a bug in it. God damn. Okay, so right now we've opened a bottle of... Uh, I was sticking with the Spanish spirit for my trip to Spain. We bought a bottle of uh, Honoro Vera, which is a Garnacha from 2020. Ooh, we've had a Garnacha before. Um, I think it was rated the lowest in... Um, <laughs> yeah. I brought it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not as bad? No, this is better. I like it's got some punch to it. It's like, it kind of burns as you drink it, like down your chest, into your belly. It warms your belly. Very good. It's uh, a good uh, digestive. That's not at all. <laughs> no. Is it not a digestive? No wine. Thank you. No wine is a digestive, unless it's like port. Wine? Port, port yeah, perhaps, okay. which is this digestive. <laughs> that was cute. No. I feel is, like it's helping me digest. Like I feel it in my belly. Just might be your stomach lining, like wasting away <laughs> because this garnacha. Let's see. Do you have a sip yet? Yep. Uh, a little bit dry. Do you taste the dead peppercorns? Fruit? <laughs> dead fruits. <laughs> Try with dead fruits. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's good. Yeah, it's uh, good. Does right, it not give it. you some heat? A little bit. That's good. Yeah. I, like peppercorn. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Um, just kind of like. Like the same as spicy food. It just kind of gives you that. I get the pepper. I think it's a good wine. Um, yeah. You have to go get the boy? Okay. Already? Didn't we drop him off like 10 minutes ago? You dropped him off? Yeah. Oh, that's nice of you. I told him he should. Right? Just, I was like, you know what? You should be good for Deb. So drop him off. Yeah, don't hear your poor kid in a hockey bag in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you put it that way, it does sound bad, yeah. yeah. Do you have my keys? I couldn't buy Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Oh, so here we'll switch your soap yeah, yeah. so I don't set off the... Are you guys... Um, 
covering new ground here? Or are we? Oh, it's a good one. Oh yeah. I think this has the potential to be like our third best. <laughs> Brew and crew, or liquor and bicker, or whatever we're gonna call it. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a top five. Mm -hmm. yeah. Traveling. What we did for our summer vacations. Oh. <laughs> nice. Yep. Um, do you want lights on, guys? Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> nice. I can Thanks, barely, Mom. I can barely see my friends. Do you find that your life is hectic in Ooh. general? Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I swear to God, if this gets cut from the podcast, I will lose it. This is the best part of the podcast right here. You can't I hear the lights. What, what, what are you you're recording right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is live. This interlude? No, this is live. Streaming across the nation? That's yes. Right. All eight listeners. <laughs> eight now. <laughs> I swear to God, my family says they'll listen. They never do. I'm like, family, can you just be better? <laughs> my cousin, my cousin's daughter, like friggin' 10 years old, was like, what's your podcast called? I'm like, I'll tell you, because I know you won't listen to it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> my cousin did listen to it, though. And she <laughs> texted me. She's like, so I listen to your podcast. I have some thoughts. I was like, oh, boy. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. And she just said, I would call it delightful ramblings or confused ramblings or something. I'm like, okay, well, that's... I thought it was insightful musings or something. Something like that. Not, It wasn't insightful. Dang. But something <laughs> musings. And I was like, well, we'll just leave it at that. We're not going to get into detail because I don't remember any of the podcast when I'm done. So don't remind me what I've said. Just... Okay, next question. You got one or... Yeah. Here, let me see these. Let me let okay, me take okay, no, me It kind of goes down a whole list of things. Just like, what's important? People, cleanliness, food, stuff to see, stuff to do, accommodation. That's a good question. Let's do that. Which, Which one? one? Oh, I thought those. I was it's all kind of together. <laughs> it's just like a list of things. I was like, these are important things. Let's talk about what's important. I'll I'll start. Yeah, what's important? Okay. Yeah. So when I'm traveling somewhere, number one, there has to be a reason to visit, right? There has to be something enticing for me to go, right? So, whether it's like a specific like country because I've studied it or there's like you know, my big regret never saw Guernica in in Spain in Madrid it's not in like their national museum it's in the one like beside it oh. never saw Guernica kind of wish I had I absolutely wish I had but um, there has to be a compelling reason to visit so why did you go to Spain never been there um, it's European as well like we my wife and I, we love Italy. We love Italy. I'm going to retire there. We've talked about this. Yes. Right? I'm going to Italy to retire. I know that Spain and Italy are going to be almost identical, except for the language. Like, quite honestly, like the culture, um, things like that, going to be very closely related. So there's a comfort level there. Mm -hmm. um, why else did I go? Because I'd never been. Yeah, okay. That was part of it. Yeah. There are some places I will not go. Like, I have no desire to go to India. I just don't. It's just... We're probably probably not a place I'm going to go, unfortunately. You know, you show me a movie that makes India look good, maybe, yeah. right? But for every Marigold Hotel, right, which there's a bunch of, like, retirees, you got a slum dog, you got, <laughs> right? It's just not, yeah. yeah. I just don't want squat pots. Yeah, I, exactly. Uh, toilets matter. Yes. It really does. Japan has serious <laughs> toilet games. Yep. Oh, yeah. What would you think of their toilet game? Oh, my God. Bidets? Oh, my God. I never thought I'd use a bidet. I was always one of those people like, that's gross. Don't ever. 
until you try it. And then you're like, I guess this is an amazing aim. How does it know? <laughs> yeah. Like, is there a camera down there? What's happening? There's so much going on. You sit down and there's like, yeah. Right? As soon as you sit down, you're like, oh, what? You knew I was here? Okay. Now, does every place have a bidet? Like uh, Most places have a bidet and the pre-spray when you sit down. Right? My friend has a bidet in his house. A sound? Um, in case you don't want to be heard? Okay. Really? Yeah. Like privacy sounds. Wow. Um, heated seats. Yeah. Which when it's like 39 degrees out, you're like, why are you guys still heating your seats? Wouldn't it be refreshing <laughs> to have a nice cool seat? But... Yeah, no, their it's, toilet it's, game in Japan it's worn is by, yeah. next level. Yeah, well, I, they do though have squat pods. Yes. And I was lining up for the bathrooms, and I didn't realize they indicate the type of toilet they had. So I went unknowingly into that, and yeah, huh? they are. Despite is that just what like my wife says about how ground? good it is and natural it is for your body <laughs> to be squatting down going to the bathroom, it is the most uncomfortable. You feel like you're going to go to the bathroom in your pants. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean, like cause they're you just like straddle this thing. Yeah, and how do I, they? I, I don't know how you can go from this beautiful day piece of machinery, $800 piece of machinery to a hole in the ground and yeah. that there's even a decision. Do you pay yeah. for a bidet? No. Okay. No, just some people mm. choose the bidet and some people choose the squat. <laughs> so these are all public toilets? Yeah. 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 Impeccable out there too. Yeah. Coming back to these, to I went to the movies the other day, the toilet smelled like they scrubbed it with urine. What'd you see? <laughs> uh, the new Spider-Man across the universe. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's like fantastic. Spider-Verse, yeah. It was fantastic. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, it was really good. Quite um, the ending, eh? I loved it. Yeah. We've all seen it? Yeah. Okay, no spoiler. Yeah. For anyone then, I love how at the very end you got Gwen Stacy and then you've got all the Spider-Man from the first movie who are going to like jump into the realm to like save Miles. I think that's yeah. awesome. I loved that ending. I, I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I'm um, glad I caught it in theater. Yeah. I do like the Ooh. theater... Despite the uh, writer's strike and how that's affecting everything, um, well, I, I Mal, do like that people want to be back out in public. The they next Spider-Man will not be coming out when it's supposed to because of the writer's strike. Yeah, neither is Dune. Okay, it's bogus. Yeah, I don't care about Dune. It's weird. Are you Every, me? Everyone oh cares about Dune. Oh, I, I don't care about Dune. I, I don't give a Dune. <laughs> you should care. It's so good. It's so good. I've been going to movies at the Plaza lately. Uh, we saw. Asteroid City there, Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's Wes Anderson. It's classic Wes I know, Anderson. but there's yeah. some Wes Anderson that's not. Like, French Dispatch wasn't good. Just wasn't good. I didn't see French Dispatch, actually. It doesn't, it's not a Royal Tenenbaums. It's not, okay. it's a quirky, amusing, fun to watch mm -hmm. if you like Wes Anderson. Right. But, but now it's become such a, a meme. Like, have yeah. you seen all the... Videos where they Wes Anderson every movie that's out there. Yeah. Right, a well, Wes Anderson Terminator 2 <laughs> or like, yeah, and it's it, done and, the style. And he does, it's, it is that. Yeah, okay. But I don't know, after watching it, because it's kind of, it breaks the fourth <laughs> wall. It's very... Yeah. Uh, and I like the actors in it. Brian Cranston is in it. Okay. Well, he'll always work with the same yeah. actors. Like Brian Cranston was the voice in... Isle of Dogs, yes, right? And yeah. it's he always works with the same oh, set of actors. Uh, was it Jason Schwartzman? Jason Schwartzman is always in He's it. He's in it. He's yeah. also Spot, by the way. Oh, Jason Schwartzman is oh, Spot in Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. I want to go that as uh, Halloween. 
Oh really? I'm going. Yeah. I'm going Ken. Yeah. Easy, yeah. easy choice. I go as Ken. Yeah. You seen it? Awesome. Did you see it? Not yet. No. Greta Gerwig is the most phenomenal director. I agree. Of the last like twenty years. She's yeah. She's absolutely. Awesome. I would. Lady Bird is one of my favorites. You, you got to turn this off. Lady Bird. You got to turn this next part off. Or right. just cut, just cut it when you say it. Oh. Like she, I think she is. I think she is so phenomenal. Like I love Greta Gerwig. She is phenomenal. Lady Bird, amazing. Yeah. Little Women, the yeah. way okay. that movie is shot in different tones, like warm tones to indicate present, dark tones to yeah. indicate past or whatever. That is phenomenal. Yeah. The way she's able to do that, um, and then yeah, Barbie was just. I don't know why I doubted it. I went in being like, I don't know, like it's a Barbie movie. Maybe but the then, trailers. I'm it. I don't yeah. think the trailers do that movie justice. I haven't seen the movie but yet. I but I think that's why it's good. Yeah. Because when you watch it, you're like, holy shit. Like I did not expect this level of like insight, of social commentary, yeah. of like relations between genders and gender normative behaviors. Like it is incredible. And it's, I, so I get why they marketed it the way that they did. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people went into Barbie being like, I don't know what it's about. It's about Barbie, I guess. But, like, <laughs> it, it's incredible. 100% so, Oscar-worthy? Uh, it will never, ever win an Oscar. Not Same even a nomination? nomination? Like, best oh, original, original screenplay? Oh, probably original screenplay, probably. Yeah. Is it Oscar-worthy as, like, a best picture? Yeah, why not? I don't yeah. know. Why not? It's the most fun I've had for a long time at the movies. Cross the Spider-Verse is also very fun, too, though. Yeah. So, but... I, I mean, Barbie's a better movie in terms really? of... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Oppenheimer? You watch Oppenheimer? Not yet. I know okay. I got to say I heard it's fantastic. I've heard it's you amazing. probably saw it. No? Not yet. Uh, also coming in the plaza. Hours in the I've heard it goes theater. by pretty quick, but... Yeah, but still, three hours in a theater is... Gets tough. Well, a lot. you watched yeah. Dune, right? Oh, that... Wasn't that? That was three hours. Okay. And it has to be on a giant screen because it's like the visuals are so... And that's the thing, I guess. But are the visuals worth it for Oppenheimer because it's original footage? And do I need to see this on the big screen? Oh. I don't know. I think you do only because of the way Christopher Nolan shoots his movies. Kay. He shoots it using a specific type of like wide film that like is meant to be seen in theater. Yeah. That's just what Nolan does. Like it was like um, y'all saw Dunkirk. Yep. I didn't see that. Like, that movie was good. specifically, like, made for theaters. But I did see that on my TV, and it was still great. It's a gr- <laughs> but seeing theaters but yeah, just adds an extra sort of element, yeah. yeah. Chris um, Nolan did, he did Inception, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Which I'm going to say right here, I don't think it, I don't know if it holds up. Quite honestly, does Inception hold up nowadays? Yeah, so, actually, that's an interesting thing. A lot of movies that I loved when they came out, I feel like didn't, when I watch them now with my kids, you know, it, it just... It doesn't knock their socks off the way it knocked my socks off. Mm-hmm. Like, same goes for Memento. Okay. Yep. Um, That's a good movie. Yeah, also, it could, it's good, right? Also Which, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. And Memento just freaking knocked me out. When I saw it, we went to it by mistake because we wanted to go to see a movie at the Globe Cinema. It was sold out. So we went across the street to the Uptown. Mm-hmm. The poster looked cool. And... Uh, we were like, holy shit, that was awesome. You know, kind of like, and I wonder if maybe a movie like Parasite, people watch it 10, 20 years from now, if it'll be like, oh, yeah, it was, it was okay. When I saw Parasite, I was dizzy coming to that movie because I was like, 
I don't know what just happened to me. You know, I, I don't know what just happened in that Boon movie theater. Boon Jong Ho terrifies me. <laughs> Every movie I watch of his, I'm just like terrified. Cause he, did you see Parasite? No. Okay, well, cover your ears. <laughs> do, do you care what I talk about no. here? Okay, that like it's sort of like goes on and on. It's, it's unsettling and whatever. Yeah. But then there's that extreme like twist when the fucking guy comes out and just starts killing people. Yeah. Like when he just jumps out and starts killing people. There's a massive like <laughs> shift in tone, and you're just like, well, yeah. now it was all unsettling before, but now it's just yeah. like overt. Yeah. And then Snowpiercer, that was just, it was just fuck messed up. I didn't see that, but I saw Oakja. Fucking Oakja. Oakja um, is the, the worst for jumping tone. I, yes. It's uncomfortable, the yeah. tone jump. What got me in Oakja, honestly, was the last like shot of the film. It's just Oakja and the girl for about two minutes. And I was just waiting for something to happen to Oakja. <laughs> I'm like, Oakja's going to die. Like, yeah. in these last two minutes, like, Oakja's going to die. Yeah. Right? But um, I like, hated that movie. Really, I liked Oakja. Yeah. Did you actually hate it? Yeah. Yeah, didn't like the way it was marketed. And then when you get into it, you're like, this is not at all what you said it was going to be. But that's why I think I liked it because you're like, oh, here's Jake Gyllenhaal. Like He's kind of. Go- yeah. I had no idea what Parasite. Yeah. yeah. There's another place that, like, please work harder to make it look good South Korea. You got, like, Parasite. South Korea doesn't look so good. Yeah. Suicide or Squid Games. South Korea doesn't look so good, right? <laughs> like, people would rather, like, play a game where they could die. Then live in South Korea. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. No, nah, just not with that debt. Well, then let's debt. fix the debt problem. Okay, any more questions on your thing? <laughs> uh, we're almost at the end here. Okay. What three do you more my, questions. My speech? Three? Yes, three quick words. Christ almighty. Three quick words. <laughs> I think I covered the spread. Uh, uh, okay, it kind of all ties in. Where's the, dr- uh, where's the dream to visit? What's next? Mm. What's next and where, where's the dream? Okay, so... I've answered the first. I've answered the first. You go first. Yeah. Where's your okay. next big next that you see? I don't horizon? think of it in terms of next because I don't feel like I've had like I've done. Like looking at my past trips and putting it in that context, um, I would say I've been to Disneyland, right? So it was a drive, a road trip to Disneyland. That was a big trip. Yeah. For what it was, I wouldn't do that again. <laughs> Um, you wouldn't. I would not. Cause no, I, I'm glad I did it when I did it. It's just not a repeat. I would. I'd go down the coast though. Like I would <laughs> yeah. do that drive again. I don't think I would coast. do the Disneyland destination again. Yeah. I would spend more time on the coast. I spend more time in Portland. You know, um, and so either. So if I'm doing a big dream trip, I think I would go somewhere like Ireland. Mm. I think Ireland is probably my top choice if I was going to be traveling, traveling. Well, you've yeah. already got the accent down. You fit right in. Yeah. Oh, sure. That's <laughs> oh, easy. Hello. My name is Tyler Perry. I'm from here. Can't you fucking tell? Now, where's me Guinness? <laughs> there... Did you know that a Guinness is actually not a stout? Where's your Russian Imperial stout? Fuck off. <laughs> I, I was served popcorn at the plaza by a guy who's from Derry and he had his accent just blew me away. I was stunned. Like, I've never heard a person speak. It was like, sounded like Daniel Day-Lewis from In the Name of the Father, you yeah. know? Like, I actually asked him if he was from Belfast. He's like, no, Derry. <laughs> but he was just like, oh, you're gonna, would you like some butter on your popcorn? 
fucking love it. That I just associate that accent with that movie yeah. so much, and I love that movie. Not the commitments. No, not something not so like much. no. Because the there's well, everyone does. What are you? You're human. Of course, you love the commitments. Because the commitments is uh, Dublin. Is is it Dublin? Yeah. yeah. So it's Belfast. Belfast is where they're from in in the name of the Father, and uh, and Daniel Day Lewis is just such a animated character in that and he speaks so passionately that and the guy who plays his dad too I forget the actor's name he's a really good actor uh, he played the priest in Romeo and Juliet he, Pete Possowate? maybe 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 Pete Possowate. is it? yeah Yeah. was he also in the town? yeah that's Pete Possowate. okay um, so yeah I think so I think Ireland would be a, a place t- that I would go, uh, or Scotland or the UK, yeah. like somewhere like that. In Europe much or? Not at all. Oh man. Yeah. I've never been there, so I'd want to start with a place where I know the language, which is why I'd go to an English-speaking place, and I wouldn't have to yeah, that be that misplaced, you yeah. know. Yeah. I would like to answer next because yes. it's going to blow, flow right into. Blow uh, his dick off. It's gonna, I'm gonna blow your dick <laughs> off. So. <laughs> the next trip officially for my wife and I is actually the UK. It's official? It's official. Next, <laughs> um... All right. Well, not, not, well, it's not official. We've decided. It, it, it's happening. Either this winter or next winter. What? To the UK. That um, was every two years you did big So trips. probably next summer. Or okay. next winter, pardon me. I see. Now, we're going to winter for a reason. So yeah. my wife is more upset than I am that I've never seen Manchester United play at all. Like, she's like, why have you never seen Man U play? They're your favorite team. I'm like, I know, but we go to, like, when we have our job, we can't see them play. Yeah. And um, at Christmas time, they have, like, five games in a week. Wow. So she was like, fuck it. Let's just go at Christmas then. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So we're going to go to the UK, probably London and Manchester. Uh-huh. And then... We're like, well, fuck it. Let's go to Scotland and then Ireland as well. Let's just do all the UK, like two weeks kind of thing, and then do it all up. Now, I've been to Scotland, Ireland before, but my wife hasn't, right? So I get to take her to the Guinness factory. Cool. It's for me. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be, that's the official next trip. Awesome. Yeah. Can I come? Sure. Yeah, why not? Bring your family. (laughs) Um, No, actually, you just come. It's fine. (laughs) Jen can come too, and then... You, the kids are old enough. It's fine. <laughs> then we can do like one of those nude pools where like men and women can be nude together. Love it. Family style. <laughs> um, now, if I had a dream trip, quite honestly, am I traveling alone or with my wife? <laughs> Let's Why, hear both. Do uh, lady men and get involved in this story? So <laughs> if I were traveling alone, I would love to go to South America. Like really? I'd love to go to like Brazil or um, Colombia, Chile, places like that. Uh-huh. My wife has no interest in South America at all. Right. Okay. I would love to go to South America. Absolutely really? love it. Yep. I'd love the food. I'd love, I'd love the culture. I'd love it all. Yep. Um, my other one, I'd love to go to Russia. I mean, honestly, Russia is a piece of shit country with a piece of shit leader, <laughs> but yeah. um, I've always wanted to see St. Petersburg. Hmm. Um, likely impossible for now. Um, but that's yeah. where I would like if I had a choice and like Putin wasn't such a giant cunt, I would definitely <laughs> go to St. Petersburg for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you? Yeah. Uh, 
there's things like Russia and China that I'm like, I guess they'll never go there. Right. In this lifetime. Like, yeah. it just feels mm-hmm. like that, that just got off limits. Yeah. Same with North Korea. Not that there was a craving to go to North Fun Korea. Fun fact, my friend uh, <laughs> ran the North Korean marathon. What? So he was living in China. Okay. Married a Chinese woman. Um, so he, from China, he went to North Korea and we're all like, Jordan, you're an idiot because you will die or get arrested or something. Yeah. But he officially went to run the North Korean marathon. Wow. Um, How'd that go? Well, first of all, it's a North Korean marathon, so none of it's like legit. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not 26 miles. I'm pretty sure it's not like <laughs> proper. There's a picture of him running it in a goddamn like collared Lacro- Lacoste shirt <laughs> and like <laughs> jeans. He was running it in a Lacoste shirt. Does he run marathons often? <laughs> no. Yeah. So is he running away from people? <laughs> I don't know. So that's the... Was it, it an actual, like... Because some people it say a, marathon, but they mean 5Ks. It might have been. I mean, okay. I don't know what Kim Jong-il thinks a marathon is. <laughs> uh, but no, he went to North Korea to run the North Korean marathon. Jesus. Wow. And he came back. He brought us back some alcohol that we drank, nearly blinded us. That shit was terrible. I'll show you a picture after. It had like a fucking ginger root in it that looked like a dead baby's finger. Like it was, it was terrible. It was, um, oh, just the worst stuff we ever, we ever had. Wow. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, you'll never get to North Korea and I think it's okay that you don't. And like, uh, I'd love to see the Kremlin, just the building yeah. itself. I just would love to look upon it. Absolutely. It's just so stark and strange compared to everything around it. I know. It's got like the colorful rooftops yeah, and you're like, it's why? Bizarre. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but beyond that, I'm, I don't really have a craving for Russia. Uh, China, there are bits of China I, I wish I could have seen. The Philippines, just heritage wise. Right. Yeah. See where you come from. And yeah. it's beautiful. And I'd like to buy an island for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Um, that would be up there in the dream. So go, go to the Philippines, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I don't, I, I've gone to everywhere I want to, though, more or less. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> I could die, and it'd be like, yeah, I, I checked out the world. I could do that, too. If, awesome. I, if I did die right now, I'd be like, yeah, I've seen everything I want to see. Yeah. There's always and more, there's though. There's always more. Always more. Always more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to go to Africa. And there's a part of me that would love to go back, but I'm scared of it. I'm scared of how life-changing and perspective-changing going to Africa is. See, you went to South Africa. I went to South Africa, and I went with a bunch of homeless guys. Which in itself is kind of like terrifying. Like, South Africa itself, like, it, it's not a safe place. No, it had a definitely dangerous vibe to it. And, you know, we're also hanging out with, like, a very specific demographic. And it kind of... But no matter how you slice it, just the... The people, the level of real mm-hmm. out there is, uh, if you're there for, I think, more than a week, it's going to affect you and it's going to mess with your paradigm. Like, you are you can't help but think about the world differently. Huh. And, and I'm scared of that. I don't want that. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much reality. I know yeah. someone from South Africa, like, born there, lived there. And just the way he talks about it, it's just like, it, it sounds awful. Like, he's white. Uh, right? Yep. He wasn't a part of the apartheid, obviously, but just like... Just the discrepancy between rich, poor. Like he said, he lived in like a gated house, yeah. and he often had to call police or like yeah. try to keep people from like breaking in. And like it's just, it sounds awful. I would love to go to Africa to see the animals. Yep. Like if I could see like a Serengeti or something, that would be phenomenal. It's amazing. 
Like yep. a little, like, if I could just drive a Jeep and, like, a giraffe, oh, fucking giraffe <laughs> walks in front of me, I'd give that thing a giant hug and be like, I will kill any poacher who touches you, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. Also, I feel like we should kill poachers. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, I, I really feel like humanity would be better if we just got rid of all poachers. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who needs... The only people who need a elephant tusk are elephants. Yeah. Ain't nobody else need an elephant tusk, you mm. motherfuckers. Unless that elephant tusk can feed him and his family and everybody else for like oh years. No, it, who care? Oh yeah, because a poacher's gonna f- shut up. No, that's not. You know what? I'd rather have the elephant than the poacher. I'd oh, rather. Me too. No, I'd rather I, I think it's pretty sick what we do. What we should do is like for every elephant, we should kill fifty people in the planet, and then we have. Population control and animals are just better than people. You just randomly kill people. To no, I get to choose. <laughs> Instead of killing them. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't like that. <laughs> Have we had our Thanos talk? If I, I've said I'm a fan of his snap, right? And Who? half of like population goes away. No. Okay, Who? Thanos. From Pur- purple dude. Avengers. Uh-oh. Have you not? Uh-oh. Are you joking? Of course he's joking. He's not joking. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Marvel made a series of movies in the 2000s. Uh-huh. And there was one called Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> okay. Where the big bad guy named Thanos, uh-huh. Thanos snaps his fingers and then half of humanity disappears. Oh, wow. Because he understands that the world is, we're destroying the planet and it can't be held with this population. So, so we got to control it. he collected it. all Rich the tools of power and put them in a glove that allowed him to snap his fingers. When you said that way, it's nerdy. <laughs> just, it was also like the highest grossing movie of all time. Anyway. I prefer watching Lady Bird at the plaza. I love the moment at the very beginning of the movie where she just jumps out the car. <laughs> yeah. The next shot, she's got a cast on her arm. It's hilarious. Greta Gerwig is, uh, I don't know. And the, the, well, you know Greta Gerwig mom? is um, a partner of Noah Baumbach, right? Oh. Who does like Noah and the Whale and all those other kind of quirky films, kind mm. of in the vein of Wes Anderson. Yeah. So I think those two just play off each other perfectly. Yeah. Speaking of the Whale, did you watch the Whale? Not yet. Don't. <laughs> don't waste your time. It's depressing. I did watch the whale. Oh. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Um, it's adapted from a pl- a play, stage play. Oh yeah. Um, it is depressing. I don't even see the redeeming quality. I don't even see the purpose to watch it. After I finished, I was like, "Well, that was a big waste of my life." I get it. Yeah. I get your point, but well, Brendan Fraser gets an Oscar, well deserved. He, I, I think his performance was really good, man. What do you think? Like it was. Th- sure. There's not much that happens. Okay, that's I'm it. Gonna, there's I'm, not yeah. much. That I'm gonna happens. ask this question. Yeah. I didn't see the movie. Does he die in the end? Uh, you can just tell me. I don't care. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Is it shown or like? Yeah, like the skies implied? open up. Okay. It's a weird moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but the he does. The whole fucking movie is. It, it, it lacks it lacks the punch that you need in a movie like that yeah it needs something to be like that's why you sat down and watched this horrible yeah depressing piece well Darren Aronofsky is very he's well that's the thing he's in the hands of such a good director like Darren Aronofsky yes I mean he did Requiem for a Dream yep 
which I'll never watch again. Watched it once, never watch again. Same with American History X. And Blacks. Oh, did yeah. he? He didn't do yeah. American History X. No, he didn't. Yeah, but, but it's one of those movies. Yeah. Uh, Black Swan. I watched one scene from that movie. Do you know what scene I watched? <laughs> I can think of. Yep. How did you know that was the scene to watch? Because I read about things. Oh. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Mother? Yes. I never saw Mother. But the whole thing my friend told me is like an allegory for the way we treat Mother Nature. Like. Yeah. He, yeah. They're like beating up Mother. Like it's. I think it's an allegory for God. No, it's not because Mother is Mother Nature. Yes. Yeah. But there's a whole cycle. There's like there's right. a poet who's God. I don't know. He explained the allegory. Oh, okay. Like you can read what it was. I wouldn't have got that when I was. Watching I don't know it. why I doubted you. I actually never saw. It. My friend just told me it was like mother was mother nature. No, it's like this poet, played by Javier Bardem, who's like writing his best poem. I don't <laughs> know. It's really weird. But but he broke it down. I think in an interview you can. Like which character is who, and there's like Adam and Eve, and it's a messed up movie. It's really messed. The up. one, oh yeah. So I don't like a lot of Darren Darren Aronofsky. But really, the whale was strangely like very like fl- flat. I guess like, true. It, it was just sort of like true or false. He shot it in a way that's like very claustrophobic to yeah. sort of show the confines of like where the the guy's living right like it's just so yeah. he can't go anywhere so it's like shot in a way that like keeps you there as well yeah yeah, that yeah was i guess so yeah no? maybe that's why i felt like i was stuck watching well, the you, movie. that's kind like of the point you're yeah. stuck he's stuck but that, that doesn't he's make it a stuck. good movie like, it makes no. it artistic yeah but in it, that way where i feel i'm stuck watching a bad movie <laughs> like really i just was like oh, i don't want to get into this anymore like you know the the psychology of his character frightened me, though. Like, yeah. I, s- I see where that impulse comes from. Like, eating a whole bucket of KFC. Um, Can anyone among us here <gasps> say we haven't done that? <laughs> right. Actually, I've never done that. And just the way he ate in that movie. I was like, I think I've been, I think I've eaten like that. I think I sometimes eat like that. Like when I crammed those Doritos in my mouth. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was... Earlier? Sure. He put four at once. It was weird. Yeah, you stack them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know if he wanted to. He's just like, well, I have to. And he just stacked. It's it's impulsive, you know? Like, yeah. And I find I sometimes I do that. I'll be... I'll be cramming food in my face while I think I've decided not to cram food in my face. You ever do that? Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm not going to have any more Oreos as I eat 12 more Oreos. <laughs> totally. One more sleeve. Just one more, <laughs> one more yeah. line of these things. I shouldn't eat this many. Yeah. yeah, I saw, I think it was on Instagram or something. It was a, what do you call those? Memes or something? Like, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. is that what they're called? <laughs> or, a, or a GIF. I sometimes okay, think, I think I'm it was old a and then you show up and I'm like... <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. <laughs> and it said, only five Oreos? I eat five Oreos when I'm standing in the pantry deciding if I'm going to eat any Oreos. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yep, totally. But I'll, like, I'll come home from work and I'll be like, um, I don't even feel like I need to snack. I'm not even going to snack. And the next thing I know, I've got a handful of checks mm-hmm. and I'm cramming it into my face. You know, like, So just that sort of impulse to... Because I'm not eating because I'm hungry. Right? 
you're you're eating for other reasons sure. when you're eating like that and there was just something that seemed so real about the urgency that he reached for that chicken when he was eating it and the the fact that he was just like going he was still eating this piece when he was reaching for the next piece yeah and uh and he's not enjoying himself and you can see that he's he's I don't know. I I felt like that whole part, part of it maybe it just spoke to me because I I might have this type of binging impulse when it comes to food. But yeah, the movie itself, I didn't like how it ended. I thought it was really lackluster. Because uh, you're waiting for a payoff and it doesn't come. That's it. Yeah. Maybe it's just that's what life is. And I think Great. with Zarin Aronofsky, that's got to <laughs> be... Yeah, just so you know, we're all going to die so soon. Yeah. All we are, honestly, we're like not alive for like 13 billion years. Then we're on this vacation for maybe 60, 70 years. Then we're dead again for another hundreds of billions of years. Like, this is it. And that's why I don't want movies that fucking like... Don't take me on a journey. Take me on a journey. Don't leave me like, and you know something? And you felt claustrophobic, and you're just like this guy. And he didn't go anywhere, and neither did this movie. And now it's over. <laughs> but that's what like, art does. Art teaches you something about yeah, life. That, that is I what life... But that's what art does. Art, art is, is didactic. That's what it does. It's supposed to. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like, is it worthwhile art? That That is art that I'm like... I would that's not all, better for having watched That's all it. the ancient Greeks watched. Fucking what, whale? The whale? Some guy who's like just like you and I make mistakes and <laughs> yeah, end up but dying. It's, but it's funny. Yeah. It's got humor. Oh yeah, it's got Oedipus to is it. hilarious. Oedipus is just great when he kills his father, and then yeah, it's 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 an amazing <laughs> comedy. Well, Do you have more questions? But then, no, that's me. With okay. The whale, though, like maybe it's just because it's directed by Darren Aronofsky, and I know that he wouldn't do a. A movie that didn't have a purpose, like For sure. there's got to be even a purpose to the lack of purpose, right? Um, so the fact that like there's these moments that should be payoff moments, like for example, the pizza delivery guy has so much compassion for him through the door, yeah. like Are you okay, man, and you want me to leave it there, and then when he sees him, you just see this kind of like mild disgust on his face. And when he reveals himself to his class, it's not this like, it's, they're not like making a spectacle of him. Although I think someone does take out her phone and take a, a picture of it, but most people are just kind of like, oh, yeah. And then it's yeah. over and it's, and then they probably just went on with their lives. Like it didn't change them. The pizza delivery guy wasn't sympathetic towards him when he, saw him you know I wasn't expecting him to react that way I thought he would be more so do you feel did you enjoy the movie did you see value to the movie I I felt like I got to know his character you know I, I and the daughter maybe because she's Max in uh, Stranger Things yeah I really like like she's a shitty person in it like she uh, what did she do she she was stealing from him, or I don't know. She did. She really took advantage of him, and said really mean things about him, or something. But I think it just kind of shows that people are imperfect, and you don't always get to resolve your shit. Because he didn't get to resolve his shit, other than he traumatized his daughter by dying in front of her, right? Well, we don't see that. Yeah. 
But he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> we see no. We yeah. see his him going to heaven or whatever that. Well, was. maybe that's how he gets back at her. He's like, great. Now I'm dead. Enjoy this. <laughs> but there's selfishness to that too. He wanted her to be there when he died, and anyone who cares for another person would probably not want to traumatize them by dying in front of them. I I don't know. That would be a traumatic death. He was trying to walk towards her. Yeah. And you don't see how he physically dies, but. He obviously must have collapsed in a big mess yeah. on the floor in front of his daughter. And then again, I questioned the value of this. I'm yeah. just like, what am I getting from this? Yeah. Like, these are horrific scenes. Yeah. If it's a horror movie and I'm supposed to be like, oh, God, <laughs> this is awful, then that's one thing. Yeah. But I think there's like a dramatic element that we're supposed to search for meaning. And I'm like, the meaning to me is lost. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't see the point in this. I, I, I see the point, but I don't think it's a entertaining one yeah. I don't think it's an enlightening one no uh, you're just pointing out things that are horrible in some ways in this life mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fine I guess yeah that's a unique way to look at the horrors of life but yeah yeah these self-induced sometimes or not you know what I mean like I don't know I don't know yeah I, I, I look at that and then you look at wonder right Wonder, yeah. there's a horror right there, like a horrible situation for the child yeah. that he overcomes, I guess, in some way. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's an arc. There's, it goes <laughs> somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm enlightened by the end. I feel good about it. A whale I did not feel good about. And after two hours, you're like, why did I? There's so many other things I wanted to watch. <laughs> so. Yeah, we saw it at Candy Meadows, <laughs> so it was cheap. <laughs> well, that's redeeming. <laughs> and I ate a entire large popcorn while I was watching. That's the dream. <laughs> like the way I would. With their fake butter <laughs> topping on it, which is gluten-free and good. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, if you're, if you're after entertainment, and if you're, if you're after... Wonder is an excellent movie. You know, like, you, you cry after it. You, you kind of feel... You feel like you've gained something when you leave a movie. That's like all. I, think I, I just don't know, like, you know, Wonder's almost like a nicely packaged version of what I'm trying to say like yeah. it doesn't have to be that to that level yeah. Yeah. but if I don't walk from the movie with any kind of something mm-hmm. except for like Ooh. really ill feelings inside my gut of like that was awful indeed yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing it for yeah what's the payoff so yeah that's that's, that's a good question um it's hard to say it's hard to say I don't know did you did you see Requiem for a Dream no. I wonder how you'd feel about that one. Similar vein? Yes. Well, <laughs> there's nothing redeeming about anyone in that story at all. It's people at their lowest. Ugh. <laughs> oh. But his direct, like, I don't know. Uh, it's so much more stylized. Like, right. The Whale was this long, slow, <laughs> depressing yeah, movie. Requiem, it's like, holy shit. Like, there's this... It's all about people who are, have addictions. Okay. And um, I forget the actress's name, but she plays a, the mother character. She's probably in her 60s. Ellen Burson. Yeah, she's so good in it. And she's this lonely old lady who's the mother of a son who's a junkie. And all she does is she like, watches infomercials. And, um, and there's this, like, this guy who's got this chance like be excited be be excited and like yeah you could get him, come down here on the show and 
I don't know if it was a weight. It's been a long time since I saw it, but somehow she gets addicted to these diet pills, and because um, she wants to look good for the television, because she thought that he was going to have her on her television show, and uh, there's just these sequences that almost make you feel ill because you feel like you're hurt, like you're hallucinating, and so there's these quick shots of like the steps of doing the drugs that they do. Okay. So the the characters who are doing heroin like you see it's kind of like train spotting in a way yeah that's exactly what I was thinking of yeah but a bit choppier tying it on exactly injecting it all of it all just sequenced yes a lot like that although it gets more into your own head even gotcha like there's the the baby the the detox scene in train spotting yeah it's like a lot of more of that okay that's so fun haunting it yeah. sticks with me. I haven't seen it in probably 20 years, and it's still, there are scenes that stick with me. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't feel like I need, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want a movie to impact me. And I guess The Whale did impact me in a way. Yep. And maybe it was just what I saw of myself in his character that scared okay. me the most. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Evan's queued up his uh, questions here. Oh. 